The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to episode 170 of Fourth and John. I'm here with Evan Hollywood Hearn and Chris Malley. This is the post game pod for the Fourth and John show and the finale, the season finale of uh, what we just saw today was um, a little bit uh, for the draft Knicks out there. You, you got your pick. You got you got your number six pick. Hooray! I am a draft Nick. I am in that that part of the uh, uh, realm of Eagle fans, but. At the end of the day, I, you sent mixed messages in the way that you took that L. I mean, you can't be choosers. Choosers. We're, we're, we're talking about being put in the right space, um, headspace. At the moment, we got players. You know, you, you look at a guy like Jason Kelsey, an Iron Man who could have played his last down, fighting for a team. Well, at the end of the day, gave gave up. Gave up a victory, pulled Hurts in order to secure the bag, which is the top uh, pick. I get that. Um, Hurts looked a little upset. He's he's, he's he's mumbling to himself, it's not right. It's not right. Um, again, nothing about the season was right. Nothing about the culture of this football football team from the uh, the offseason on with COVID was not right. Um the whole vibe was not right. Um, you're looking at your franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz in street clothes. Not street clothes, but he's in team attire. But uh, we know what, what it looks like. Um, Ertz could, could have possibly played his last down as a uh, eagle. And, th- and this is the kind of game that it's, it's tough to see them go out on. But it, it is what it is. Uh, and we're here to talk about it. Uh, the season is over. They have the six pick. They have secured the bag. Uh, but uh, how are you guys feeling, man? I know the, I know the Eagles yeah. fans are wild in the chat right now, but how are you guys feeling right now? That was, uh, like, Gail, we went into that game. We were hoping to lose as Eagles fans. We were going in. We're thinking to ourselves, you know, we lose this game. We end up getting a higher draft pick. Dallas, well, I mean, Dallas, that them being involved wasn't even a thing. But the fourth quarter of that game, Gail, and Chris, 
that was uncomfortable. That that was that was really just an embarrassing and just awkward to watch. Like it, I found myself like kind of cringing and looking away from the screen. Uh, I mean, I wasn't expecting Nate Subfield to come in there and light the world on fire, but just the way that we openly just tanked that game and really purposefully threw it away. Um, and to add insult to injury, just the, the nonsense, like, okay, you've already shown your hand that you're going to be throwing this game to be calling those timeouts at the end of the game. What the hell was that? Like, just, it, it made no sense whatsoever. I think it was the perfect icing on the cake to what the season has been. Uh, just complete chaos, uh, no organization. Um, and I, I hope that Jeffrey Laurie was watching this and maybe reconsidering some of the things that we've been hearing, hearing about uh, Doug Peterson, how we are going to be back next year, man, after watching that game, even though we like, we wanted to lose that game and we still did it in such an ugly, ugly fashion. It was hard to watch. And um, I I'm somewhat glad that this season is over, but I'm really sad to see uh, guys like Jason Kelsey, uh, Zach Ertz, just having these guys out there that are giving it their all. And for them to go out like this, it's just, it's sad to see, man. It really is. Yeah. I mean, we like, we're draft guys. Like, we talked about the draft before the game. We're going to talk about it for months. And we knew that we wanted to secure the sixth pick. But we also, like, as a, like a fan base and as a team, I, I feel like we owed Zach Ertz, Kelsey, and maybe even Carson Wentz, like a little bit more of a like a like it was probably their last home game. I know Carson Wentz didn't didn't even dress, but like that was embarrassing. I mean, like I thought and expected that we were gonna lose, but like the way we did it was just embarrassing. Like like I was talking about like the the timeouts and like Sudfeld was just like long punts and the fumbles. Like like I I get it. Like I I want to get get the high pick but like that was it was embarrassing i mean and i think it's maybe just because i i take pride in being a fan and like it, it the thing is like you like you wait all year for the eagle season and it's been horrible this year and you don't think it can get worse and now like we're hoping to lose to get like a draft pick and it just was so ugly like Maybe it's just because, like, we're not used to, like, I've been a fan my whole life, but, like, I can't remember it ever being this bad. Like, you have every national media outlet, like, just trashing us right now. And just, like, players, like, this is embarrassing. Like, like what is wrong with this team? Like, and all this. And you see Jalen Hurts on the sidelines saying, like, this is wrong. Like, may, like did they not tell him, like, this was going to be the vibe for tonight? Like, yo, dude, like – like we're not trying to win this game and they just pulled them on. It, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's just embarrassing. It, 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 it's, it, there's a code, uh, there's a code on a, on a football field. And sometimes when that's crossed, uh, it gets weird. Uh, it also gets weird when you have giants fans rooting for you. I, you know how many texts I got from giants fans? Like I need you guys to win for us. Uh, golden Tate's out there getting naked on the timeline for us to win. <laughs> um, it's a weird spot to be in. Like I remember in high school, my heat, my heated rivals needed to get in the states to win the whole thing, and we needed to win to get them in. We won. They they ran on our field and hugged us. So it's a weird space to be in. I'm glad. I'm glad the Giants fans are feeling the way they're feeling. Because I work in New York City with a bunch of Giant fans. <laughs> Enjoy the suck with us. We're, we're all we're all in it together. 
Uh, the Cowboys are there as well. Um, it is what it is. Uh, Jimmy Smith joined the podcast. How are you feeling, my, my guy? Straight out of, does that say straight garbage this season? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just was reading that Doug Peterson, he's doing his presser right now. He just said that he was coaching to win tonight. You know, he was going out. That son of a. Um, yeah, I'm feeling. I'm feeling like what the what the hell did I just watch him? Am I in the twilight zone? I've never rooted against my team like that, and like I wouldn't even say it all day. Like I'm not going to say I want to lose. I just want these other teams to fail. And look, we talked about it before. I was getting kicked off a thousand times. Sorry about that before the show. But you know, I try to talk about the fact that we wanted to see some things, right? From the young guys, I heard you guys talking about it. We wanted to evaluate some things and we know we've got big changes ahead. So I was excited at the end. I was like, holy hell, it was like, it worked out for us. So it was like a win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got that six pick. Like, <laughs> it was so weird, man. Like I heard Chris at the end there. Um, it's just odd. Um, I think we don't remember a time like this. You know, I, I've seen worse teams, the Eagles, but the media presence, you know, like Chris is saying, there's just this division and, you know, it's the ability to actually get that out to everyone and everyone sees that there's this dysfunction and uh, whatever the disconnect is, man, it's all about to implode on us. Uh, so strap in boys. And, and didn't you guys find it funny too, just listening to the broadcast that was happening and they were trying to make sense of uh Sudfield coming into the game. And there's like, Oh, uh, the Eagles are obviously just trying to see what they have in Sudfield here. Everybody in Philadelphia at home is going, no, they're not. We're trying to Power lose this move. game. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was, it was so funny to watch them try and rationalize and explain what was happening and just not, dance around what was obviously happening in that they were trying to throw the game. Well, then they started commenting on how he's like, well, I have, oh, I haven't seen something like this. This is yeah. very unsportsmanlike. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is what it like. The, the fact that, you know, um, there was that why, why not just start Southfield if he wanted to lose? Like if, if that was the vibe, just start Southfield. Like it just like, you know, just ham and egg this one up. Just like just start Southfield, catch, catch the L. But when you put in Hurts, playing for most of the game, the the, the, the tide is turning. I mean, can you believe it? The, the amount of guys that we took out, uh, and they're still w- winning the game. Well, yeah, it was a close it, game. I my, my, my I put a tweet out there. I said Washington slash Eagles front office seventeen, uh, Eagles fourteen at, at that time of the game. I'm like, because you literally had the front office against your own football team and that's when it got weird just like well like this is getting weird but again we we secured the bag in the sixth pick but when we talk about uh the mixed bag what we have here is we have some culture issues man uh with this team obviously you know uh it is what it is um and and everyone in the back of everyone's mind uh, after the news broke earlier today again about carson wentz um potentially Forcing a trade and getting out here—that's that's one thing on on the players' minds as well. Um, I have a quote from a player on this team. He will uh, ask if if you think once we'll be gone, he will be. It's about to be a whole new team. So that's a that's a vibe, dude. And that's from and again, like again, this is where we're at. Um, yep. And I feel like if that it, doesn't speak to the locker room division, I mean. Well, I mean, the writing's on the wall, man. And again, you know, they, they just, I think if you're a player in this locker room, you got to be torn. This Eagle fan base is torn or at the moment. Um, 
it's 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 rough, man. Because I'm 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 getting in the feels about just thinking about like what you know, just a couple years ago, just the wave, the new norm, what this was supposed to be, and right. uh, we're here. And and it kind of has me thinking too, just about like so that we are in one of the the bad spots right now. And uh, my feeling is is that's going to get worse before it gets better. I mean, we have a lot of uncertainty ahead of us, and there's no real clear way to clear uh, to clear this thing up and uh, right the ship. So I mean, we're, we're heading down a road where this could be this could be a lengthy stretch of a rebuild here. I mean, it, they could make the right picks and, you know, maybe Dorsey comes in here and he has a exceptional draft and it really speeds the whole rebuild process up. But I mean, just going with the, the general pace of how it, the Eagles organization can, uh, you know, builds it, it. I feel like we got a long road ahead of us, man. I think so too. And, you know, Kanisha just said it there. Uh, it felt off from the beginning. And that's the thing. We tried to, everything's fine. You know, Brandon Brooks goes down. You're like, oh, well, everything's fine. Dillard goes down. It's like, oh, okay. And then Zach Ertz wants more money. Then Jason Peterson, we're like, wait, the season didn't even start yet. And we're still dealing with this Corona thing, no off season. So it's felt off because there's a lot of problems. And we've been sneaking in in this crap division to make it to the playoffs. So it's all, flowers and daisies here and everything but look dude i think that there's a long road ahead of us but if we have a good draft and you know i wanted to talk pre-game about my resolution was getting draft capital um we gotta get more picks maybe that's trading wentz trading Ertz, you know so that would help and come a long way to get some high picks into adding you know to the big holes we have in this team and this is a very nice draft and i know we're about to do some special things here at fourth and john um uh, with these young men in this draft. So I'm pretty excited. Oh, here we go. There, Here's your picks. Says, Jimmy's re resolution, build up more draft capital for the future. And how might we uh, get, gain more draft capital? Uh, if they trade Ertz, um, if they trade Wentz, another possibility. Um, those, those are tough. Those are tough possibilities, but – Again, uh, with the writing on the wall, this is where we're headed. And if Howie's looking to attain value in some of the players that he has, these are the things that he's probably thinking about. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> Man, they just showed about that since last I year. I just saw a picture of Doug. They said um, he was coaching the win. Dude, you should see his face. Everyone should bring out that picture. It's, oh, I'm it's so funny. <laughs> it's I mean, so I mean, funny, dude. The fact that he's, he's really going out there and trying to say that with a straight face is almost serious. But like, seriously, dude, come on, just like, dude, no, he was like a laugh. He was laughing when he said it. it Who I was posted like, the picture, Chris? I think Dave Zangaro. It, it's just, it's just amazing, man. It was just like, it just, it was so funny, like the whole quarterback factor thing, because it's like, oh, like maybe Sudfeld's ready. <laughs> wow, dude, I thought he was gonna be a safety the first play. Like it yeah, was, I, I thought I, I thought I the same thing. I was dude, like, if you ran to the end of the first scrimmage? play, <laughs> oh, dude, this Ooh. is a great picture. Yeah. Um, shout out to people in the comments at the, at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I wonder where the, the fan base is at because I'm looking at the timeline right now and it's completely in shambles. I mean, we've been talking about for a few weeks now how there has been a complete division. People have been at each other's throats. It is at a different level right now. 
So um, it's bad. I, 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 you know, th- there's going to be some uh, there's going to be some violence out in the streets. <laughs> it's I mean, I, I, out on the timeline right now, people are, are going at each other. I mean, you, I think at the end of the day, you guys are everyone's got built up tension. I mean, we've all been stuck in the house. Our Eagle se- season has been whack as all hell. But mm-hmm. you're directing your attention to the wrong people. Like, diver- please direct it to Novacare Complex. Uh, <laughs> that's where you got to send your anger. That's where you send it in a letter. Whatever you have to do, let them know. Uh, I mean, your fellow Eagle fans, we're all in different spaces mentally at this moment. So going to the timeline right now to fire off shots uh, and hot takes, you could do that. but uh, Or you could have a nice conversation. Here at Fourth and John, we could we can talk about it. There's some hot takes in here, and, and that's what that's what this post game pod is all about. Uh, Puga is all about Devontae Smith. He said, "Here we come." Um, Eric says uh, the season sucked, but if you told me before the 2017 season that we could win the Super Bowl if we agree to suck in 2020, I would have signed the blood. So would I, man. I like you, Eric. Yep. So would I. I mean, it, it took a long time to get there, and we got there. If this w- w- was meant to happen, again, you got to sometimes you got to crawl before you can walk again, and we're at that stage again, and that's what it is. Um, but how long is it going to take to build up a culture? <laughs> yeah, that, that that's my thing, man. I'm like, it's a like, woo, like six pick. Like I'm really excited. Like I'm I'm hoping that Howie stays away from the pick in Dorsey, or even we get a uh, WIP poll and the fans get to make the pick for six. But <laughs> it's like there's so many issues with this team like Jalen Hurts went seven for 20 for what 72 yards a pick and Jaw was our leading receiver like I get that like we didn't have our guys going but like it just doesn't look good and it hasn't looked good all year like you can bring in new players but the scheme isn't good it hasn't been good for a while it doesn't matter who the quarterback is we have no inability no ability to use miles we can't stay healthy and it's just, and we haven't been picking the right guys, and the guys that we do have, we can't utilize it all. And we don't have a defensive coordinator. We don't like our quarterback coach. Obviously, sucks. And it's just, it's just one of those things. And then you add this on, like, dude, it's okay. Like, we get it. We wanted to lose. We won the pick. But like, us being on prime time completely blows it out to like a huge proportion. And then you have all these like notable like Giants players complaining now. It's like. Don't leave it up to us to get you in into the playoffs. Evan Ingram dropped that ball against us. Daniel Jones tripped on a fucking stick. Like literally, like they they shouldn't be worried about us in our game. They blew their own season. They, if if they want to go to the playoffs, they should win before having to deal with uh, 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 like having to root us on to get in the playoffs. It's just weird the whole state of the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this comment from Little Bro, Big Bro Steve, kind of. Reiterates a lot of other people's comments um, that I've seen. I got the same uh, comment from my brother. He was like, uh, he's "Glad the season's over." Um, um, it's, it's just something that you want to forget about. It's just you want to tuck it away and pretend it never happened, and then uh, you know move forward. Yeah, my brother. A good draft will help me move forward. My brother says, "I'd like to forget about it, but I'm scarred. Our, our whole house is a mess, and I don't trust anybody." Says my brother. Yeah, I feel like uh, as a fan base, you, you don't know who to like. You know, are you Team Doug right now? Are you, are you you're definitely not Team Howie? Uh, I know the players have to feel a certain way, so it's like who do you hit your wagon to? 
and he can't even hit you to the Wentz wagon because that might be gone too. Um, so where do you go as an Eagle fan? You you start to even look in your closet. You're like, what jerseys do I have left in here that reps? Anybody? It's that's the wild thing. People are like, yo, what jersey you buy right now? I, I mean, I got six two tonight. For, for that reason, man, I mean, we were kind of anticipating it's very possible. It could have been Kelsey's look, last game. Look at look look at uh Chris's back of back on his back wall back back there. You both mm. those jerseys might be gone next year. Oh, three. All, all three. All yeah, three. Ertz. Wentz, Mills, Ertz. Yep. Yeah, and, but, but like here's something that like I'm kind of stuck on, and it is something that Kelsey even said earlier this month, and just that like while I love the idea of bringing in a Jamar Chase or Devante Smith in this team, I think they can be electrifying. I don't think one player is turning this team around, right? Like either one of those guys, I don't think that all of a sudden we are a playoff team uh, because we, we get one of those guys. We need to build an entire team here. When we say rebuild, we're not talking about one little piece. We're talking about building a foundation. Building a culture involves building a foundation. That's exactly where we need to start here before uh, – we, you know, we, the holes are everywhere. It's that one wide receiver being brought in here isn't going to make us it incredibly better. Yeah, that's why you got to get draft capital. That's my point. Yeah. You know, earlier, you know, you got to get a lot of young guys because we know the cap situation we're in. We're going to have to get rid of a lot of these players. So change is coming. So the way you change that is with a good draft. So hey, John Dorsey has had some damn good drafts, some good free agent moves. Let's see what these guys do together before we all jump off a ship. Look, we talked about the reality that it probably was going to be Howie back. It's not set in stone yet, but looks like it's going to be. So let's just hope that we did get our wish. So let's be hopeful that, you know, someone's in here. Let's hope that they have more of a say than Howie and we can have a good draft. I'm just, I'm excited. We at least have a good draft pick, right? Um, I'm trying to hold on to it. And look, another thing I was thinking earlier, I was saying on my uh, show before I got on here, the Giants were holding on to us to win, and then they get let down. The Cowboys let themselves down, and Washington proved they couldn't even beat our scrubs. They're going to go get their asses handed to them in the playoffs. So now they're going to get, what, anywhere from 18 to whatever. They're, they're not making it anywhere. But no. they lost out on a top 10 pick. It's beautiful. All of them truly lost, and uh, we end up with the sixth pick. I love it. Let's go, Birds. <laughs> that, that is a silver lining for sure, Jimmy. You found A win today. A win today. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you're trying to like look for the next steps to move forward. Um, obviously, it's the draft. It's obviously um, now you have to start doing your homework as a fan, and this is where where we are at, as a, a brand and as, in in the season. It's draft season. Uh, definitely want to give a shout out to all the writers who are starting to do their homework and uh, starting to look at. Some of these draft picks and obviously get some of these prospect interviews. So we're going to try to talk to some of these draft prospects that you guys are talking about. I've already reached out to many of them and some of them have signed on to do uh, some interviews. So we're definitely going to get some some of these prospects because we're going to do the homework because if the Eagles aren't going to do the homework, we're going to definitely do the homework out here. So obviously draft season, we're going to try to make that fun for everyone. You know, everyone's got the draft takes, but it, it's a little bit easier, you know, picking in the top six. There's only five picks ahead of six. So think about the six guys you got to study. It's yep. still so going to be turmoil. Put them in a row. Uh, Is it quarterback, and, linebacker? Yeah, that's, that's, where like this, I mean, that's where we're at. I mean, that's that's the, a very, you know, you're talking about who's going to be the, the, the football guy making the with the final say. 
you think they feel if Wentz is gone that they they choose a quarterback? I'm getting that because that's a like as much as people don't want to talk about that, it has to be talked about because that's what we're talking about for sure. With the top six picks, who's the BPA? You know, best player available, or are we? You know, move down, get draft capital. But if you're getting extra picks, letting some of these other guys go, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. If they don't, whoever's coming in and wants to be hitched to their player that keeps their job safe, the most important person is the quarterback. Um, and they have to believe in him to be the franchise. And as a, as we, as we go on the podcast, we go around, around is to you is Jalen Hurts the franchise at this moment? If I'm uh, just looking at the sample size that I have right now, he hasn't shown me that he is a franchise quarterback. That doesn't mean that he can't become one. He simply hasn't shown me that he can. I can put that trust into him yet. Um, I think that if the Eagles are sitting there and you know there's someone like a, I don't, I don't even know. Like you think Justin Fields would make it to to six, or you think he would get swooped up by the Jets? I don't know. Um, I, it, it all depends on who ends up dropping. And um, I think that if someone real juicy is sitting there on the board, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up pulling the trigger on him because right now I'm not convinced that Jalen Hurts is the guy. Yeah. Uh, Morris says no. Uh, you know, I think that we talked about this is a very small sample size, and this also answers the question someone asked earlier, you know, why didn't Sudville just start the game? Uh, you know, they wanted to see a little bit more from Hertz because we don't know exactly what we have in him. Um, you know, he had this three and a half game, four games, so whatever, you know, and he did well at times. He played the Saints, did really well, and he gave us that spark. We got excited. We had something to be, you know, happy about this season for a little bit. And now reality setting in, okay, that one person, the quarterback isn't going to fix it, but obviously having a good quarterback is how teams win in this league. So, what the hell are we doing? Uh, I thought it would be a quarterback competition where it be Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. So now if you're really talking about if there is a disconnect between Doug and Carson and he is gone, that scares the hell out of me because I don't know if Carson or Jalen Hurts is that answer yet because he's really talented. Um, I think he can throw the ball uh, tonight. He struggled mightily. So that's a good Washington defense. And we had, you know, nobody's out there, whatever. I think it's a very big possibility that we could draft a quarterback, something, you know, we've talked about. So maybe Fields, maybe Wilson, I, I, maybe they go in the second or third, though. Maybe, you know, we don't necessarily go right away, but you just spent a second on a guy like Hertz, who you said should have been a first rounder. So I don't know if we go quarterback again, um, but it's a possibility. And yeah. I think that possibility increases. Uh, sorry, Chris. I think no, that no, possibility no. increases if you acquire more draft capital, like you've been saying, Jimmy. True. Yeah, I, I feel like they almost forced their own hand. Like, obviously, we've acknowledged that, like, Carson Wentz didn't play well this year. Uh, we can go back and forth about the circumstances. But um, Carson, they are forcing their own hand to almost force Carson Wentz out because whether or not you want to believe that Carson Wentz is the guy pulling the strings, trying to get out, or if they told him we're moving forward with Hurts, it's looking like a divorce might be coming. Because, yeah, it's good that there might be draft compensation coming back, but you also have to figure out the financials. Like, we're a team that's pretty deep in the red for uh, cap space right now, and Carson Wentz has a huge price tag. And so Car Jalen Hurts is inheriting a team that just saw, just did what you just witnessed a little bit ago and is not going to have a lot of money. 
and how he traded a four for Jannard Avery. So we're going to be missing that pick. So obviously, like like Jimmy said, you want to recruit recoup some as much draft capital as possible because this team needs to get affordable talent and young talent if we're going to go forward because we really need to flip the script if we're going to have a faster rebuild uh, than we expect it to might be a long one. But the big thing is, could they draft a quarterback? They definitely could, but that's literally admitting failure with Wentz and Hurts already. And is, is that okay? I mean, I guess if you find the guy, but th- there's just so many holes with this team. I mean, if you're at six, you're hoping some quarterbacks go ahead of you and you can maybe move back and recoup a second round pick. But at the same time, like there's guys like Devonta Smith, Patrick certain and, um, Chase and Jamar Chase from LSU that like they're locked and loaded at six. Like you almost want to take them. Obviously we all want a guy like, uh, Parsons from Penn State, the linebacker, but if Howie's making the pick, I don't see him valuing Parsons as much as he really should, even though he's a complete game changer. So the good thing is we're at six. Uh, tonight's over with, the season's over with, and we should get a really talented guy. I know that we don't really trust Howie with the picks, but at least he does pretty well in the in, in the early first round. You know, Christy has a question. She said, you guys are talking picks, but don't we deserve better coaches that can develop them? Why does Aguilar have so many yards on another team? It's deeper than talent. Um, and I, I agree. I think yep. coach, coaching, that's one thing I've been talking about. Yeah. Coaching, they, they need a coaching change here uh, it, with uh, just a whole new culture change of how they're doing things. Uh, I think the fact that, you know, it's down to the final two, like people that were here, there's no more scapegoats. It, it's Howie and Doug. Uh, you, you know, you could talk about – um. um Schwartz all you want. He'll be gone next year. Um, you have all, all these other young coaches that have been brought up to the ranks. Um, but then I, you talk about wide receivers, uh, you know, the fact that they brought in Brandon Hunt from this, the one of the scouting coordinators from the Steelers who knows wide receivers. You, you could tell that they're, they were they're, they're, they're trying to – they interviewed him for a job here. You could tell that they're trying to, like, figure out how to draft a wide receiver, and they can't, dude. Yeah. Like, not that they can't. I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not. I'm not giving up on Rager, but J. Jaw, um, and the fact that you haven't developed anyone yet. How least. about how about that catch out of nowhere tonight from J. Jaw? Oh. One of the catches of the season. This guy. I, mean, this, I was like, where has that been your whole career, dude? How about the trick plays? All those yeah. other. Oh, oh yeah, we wanted to play week seventeen for the uh, the Greg Ward uh, pass play. John, Hightower, John Hightower threw the ball. That today. was pissing me yeah. off. That's what I'm saying though. Like I'm excited about the sixth pick, but like someone just tagged me. It's like it's not the same. Like us tanking with like look at what the Jets did when they let up that touchdown. It's like yeah, but their defensive coordinator got fired after it. And they have the second pick, and they have seventy-two million dollars in cap space. We have negative seventy-two million dollars in cap space. No one's getting fired. Like that's the thing. There's already reports today. Today, like things could change after today. Like Lori could freak out on Tuesday, and uh, Howie, which I doubt it, but maybe Doug steps down and gets fired. But like right now, we're not expecting any change except for maybe Carson Wentz leaving. And like all that would do is make things more confusing. That's why like it's it's a whole weird situation. Like I'm excited. I I'm hoping that the sixth pick is locked and loaded and ready to go. But there's like structural problems with this team. There's a culture problem. There's a development problem. I mean, no one has gotten better. If you go down like every single game, it's it'll be like 
two like two for thirty from a receiver. Like we can't even use Goddard or Miles right. That's why it's frustrating. And this it's the same thing no matter who the quarterback is. I agree with Christy. Uh, you know, but we have talked about the coaches, but we're still just talking about the draft picks because, well, we've just got the six picks, so we're excited. But we've talked about the coaching. We know that we need changes. That's why we're demanding change. That's why we're saying don't fight amongst ourselves here, guys. Everyone has a different opinion on what's going down, but as Gail said, there's less scapegoats to use here. So we know and we demand that there be change for this team because we expect better. And we want to see a good draft. We know that the six picks is there, and it's scary that they might mess it up. But I'm hoping with all the talent there that they just make the right choice. Jamar Chase. Uh, Marcus. Welcome, Luke. Uh, Stanford Welcome, Luke. to the show. Uh, how are you feeling, man? I know you uh feeling a certain way. Dude, I'm cracking up, honestly. Uh, the Giants fans getting all pissed. I kind of love it. Mm. Uh, no, I've never been the guy to say, let's tank. But – I mean, that was – I kind of liked it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's kind of yeah. slapping the face. Surprise, surprise. Fun. College kid likes getting tanked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Breaking. Dude, I thought it was, I thought it was actually pretty funny. Um, and I know Chris had kind of told me before the game that, you know, there's talks around that maybe they were going to do that. And when they did, I wasn't that ex- – I wasn't that a uh, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Shocked. I wasn't that shocked. So, I mean, thank God the season's over. Now we got this draft stuff coming around. Happy we got the sixth pick. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, finally, we can have a decent draft. I feel like we say it every year for like a broken record. Hopefully, we can finally do it. Well, with our man, John Dorsey. I mean, if you have uh, Mike says the two QB system will not work. I mean, if you have two QBs, do you even have one franchise quarterback? Nope. You don't. And, and, like, that's exactly the type of thing that I went into the season. Like, this thing, the writing on the walls that this season was going to be a disaster, it started back in April. It started back in the draft, honestly. I mean, I'm just like, I remember I've been saying it the entire season. You guys are probably bored of me talking about how much I hated the comparison of trying to bring in a Jalen Hurts and do a Taysom Hill on steroids. I thought it was the stupidest idea ever, and I, I just don't. I, I don't think that that is a type of format and a type of scheme that you should try and uh, repeat. I think that the Saints are getting lucky with that sort of like it's just the perfect fit with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. It's not something you can really recreate, and you should just you, you just keep it simple, stupid. Stick with your guys and develop the players that you invest all this money into. I mean, I it, it was a dumpster fire from the ju- a dumpster fire from the jump. I just think if in this situation that we're headed in and the, the news that is breaking about Wentz and the fact that we gave up all that money um, just recently, like where did where was the disconnect within the couple of months before you gave that contract? I mean, yeah. where did where did where did that go wrong or w- what happened? Um, and the fact that everyone else in the whole damn entire league is trying to understand and fan base is trying to understand what happened in just a matter of time where. Wentz looks the way he looks, or the disconnect between Wentz and Doug, where it took that U-turn, um, just the just the way that uh you know Doug was carrying himself on during on the on, during the season, which was weird. Um, just a, a lack of uh, answers that um he was uh applying in to the fans. So we're we're asking all these questions. 
beat writers are asking some valid questions and there's no real valid reasons on a rhyme or reason why he's doing such things. And you're like, dude, you, you want us a super, you look at, you want us a super bowl. Like you're the same dude, right? <laughs> right. Doesn't feel like it. Doesn't feel like it. And th that just brings up so many questions about, I mean, just like, where did we go wrong? Like how, how did we get here? It, do it doesn't add up. The math doesn't add up. I think what happened, you know, you talk about bringing Jalen Hurts in to be Taysom Hill. I don't think that was ever the plan. I think Doug was just trying to, you know, use him a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think Howie, that's where it went wrong. I think him drafting a quarterback in the second round when we talked about, dude, it's not even just the receivers that are there. We talked about Jeremy Chin. We've talked about Cushionberry. We've named so many great players that would have helped this team. And, oh, what do they do? Oh, I'm the smartest guy in the room. Who, that, who said that's smart? That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Adding a quarterback in the second round after you just, just paid your quarterback. Man, that's about the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life, and I'll stick to that. Howie, you son of mm, mm -mm. Now, Dare Williams, he says, let's be honest. If they fire Doug, who really wants to come coach this team with the situation they're in? No cap space and a front office that can't evaluate developed talent. I'll tell you what, man. There's 32 of these positions that are available in the country. That this isn't like, regardless of how bad it looks, like there were still guys that went and filled the position in Cleveland when they were at their lowest of their low. Oh, like yeah. to want to wanna be a head coach in this league, like guys will take that opportunity no matter where it is. So I think that like I I see what you're trying to say, but if someone wants to be a head coach in this league, they will take the job. I think the more the more interesting thing is someone wanting to be an offensive coordinator here because they know that they're not going to get an opportunity to play call uh, call plays unless Lori or Howie intervene and say Doug like you have to give the person more, more say. That's why we didn't go out and get a guy like Joe Brady this off season. Not saying that maybe he he just didn't want to flat out come here, but we're avoiding getting guys that maybe like they might take a pit stop here for a couple of years and leaving. Or, or they just avoid here because they're not going to get to call plays. Like no one wants to leave maybe a situation that they're comfortable with to go somewhere and get bossed around by Doug or get overruled by Doug. That's why people don't want to come here and get overruled by Howie either. Well, Doug keeps saying he, he's the guy, you know, he has the final say. So I'm just kind of hoping we get a curveball and Doug and Jeffrey throw it down on Tuesday in that meeting. And maybe we just get a whole renewed uh, system because you're right. It's broken. And if you're not going to admit that there's problems, Oh, it's the injuries. It's a, you know, you've heard it all year from his ass. He has nothing <laughs> but excuses and you have to have some kind of accountability. And we have not seen that. And for him to say that he should be, Oh, it's doing great. I thought my play calling was great all the time after I watched the game where he was not great. So uh, this is kind of pissed me off and I love Doug, but if you're not going to admit that you need some help at offensive coordinator, that Frank Reich was that guy that really helped you and you need somebody. I, I'm scared of what's about to happen. And I'm intrigued to see what happens on Tuesday. Well, Doug, Doug, Doug says he wants to be part of the solution. He wants to help. And if that being the solution is Taking a step back and be the the coach of Christmas past and just just go, go around the field and like, hey, what are you guys doing over here? Good, All right. keep, keep it up. Is that the kind of is, is that the solution that you're talking about? Like, almost close to uh, you know male cheerleader esque. Like, are you just rooting this team on? Like, like I mean, again, you got to take control of this this culture, which I think the culture's gotten out of hand. So, like, can he control that? Uh, can he 
call plays. Uh, you know, but we're talking about him backing away from the, the, the call sheet, giving the keys, you know, to the car to someone else. Um, can he do that? Um, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in, in, with the meeting with Larry. Like, mm-hmm. is there a trigger word where he, he's Larry's like, if he says this, he's fucking gone. Like, that's is it? Is that is there going to be a moment where he's waiting for him to like step on a landmine or what? Oh well, shucks, Jeff. Uh, no, <laughs> I thought I did great. All right, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think that's a possibility, but. Like, it seems to me that Jeffrey Lurie doesn't exactly, he seems a little trigger shy. He doesn't want to, like, make a big move like that. I think that he's kind of attached. We know that he's attached to Howie Roseman. Uh, I would be really shocked to see either of these guys fired, even though as much as we're anticipating it, I just just don't think it's going to happen. Real quick, back to the, uh, back to the, I mean, if the if scenario, if Doug is fired, we're talking about coaches coming in here and who would want to come in here. I think maybe uh, a coach that's kind of proven himself somewhere, um, kind of one of the older coaches that kind of wants to selfishly say, I can go in some, I can go in there and turn this place around really. I know where you're going. Like, uh, like Coward. I mean, I, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Coaching. Um, I saw a report that Urban Meyer wants to look at a couple NFL jobs. I mean, Guys like that, like that, just have this uh, this knack for you know eyeing talent and saying, you know, I could turn around whatever I want, and I, I don't think that's true. I think this is a very different situation from a lot of the ones that some of these guys have faced. But I mean, I think I think it'll kind of be a guy like that if if that were if that conversation Tuesday were to kind of hit the fan and and kind of spiral out of control. And for like all the people that are in the comments section, because I'm seeing this a lot. Um, there, there's this like <clears throat> clamoring for Deuce Staley and just wanting to see what do like, can somebody please just try and sell me on Deuce Staley? What has he done? Like, what has he done that you're like, oh my God, we need to have Deuce Staley as our head coach. He's been here, he's been here a long time. So, so is Howie well, Roseman. We want know, him hell out of here. Well, <laughs> I can't think I'm of about it. To tell you, I'm about to tell you, bro. I mean, a lot, a lot of these players do look up to Deuce as a, as a player who's more than just as a coach, you know, the more than just the coach, um, but more as a, fa- a father figure. A lot of players have said that. And I feel like when it comes to a vibe that, you know, like w- during all the, uh, you know, racial injustice, you know, Deuce is the guy that they turn to for that. Um, even uh, Coach Peterson said that. Um, I think he's got the respect of the locker room. And that's where I'm going to, you know, he, he did get his chance to call plays at the East West Shrine Bowl. Um, got to work with a lot of players down there. Uh, that, but, you know, that's the one thing that we haven't seen. People will say – people are quick to say that he can't do this um, just because of the running back rotation that you might think, you know, he has control of it, but that could have been Doug Peterson. So, again, like I think there is uh, question marks around that part. Is he proven? Is he tested? But what he does has – he has the trust of the locker room. You're looking at this, you're looking at this squad right now. And with the issues they have within the locker room, he's the guy, he's a glue coach that if you lose a deuce, you're like, dude, like coaches are dropping. Like you lose a deuce, uh, the locker room could drop a deuce. Don't yeah. drop a deuce. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If dude, you here's drop the thing. Deuce deuce Staley, 
this would have been the perfect time at the end of the year when you change, you put Hertz in, you knew this season was over. You should have gave the reins over to Deuce Daly because it's a question we've all been asking. What can he do? And that's the thing. We've never seen him have any kind of capacity because Gail just nailed it on the head. It, we don't know if he's the guy making those decisions at who's at running back and the rotations and everything. You know, we've heard how he is the one, not even just the coaches. So, uh, that scares me. But, yeah, I would have loved to have seen what he had on this show a month ago, two months ago. We've talked about let Deuce, let Deuce, let Rich Scandrell or somebody, you know, especially with a running mind, all we want to see is run the damn ball. So yeah. I would have loved to have seen what Deuce could have done with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders together. I think that would have been fantastic, and I think the Eagles really missed the ball with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one interesting thing is, like, look, we're talking about, is an offensive coordinator going to want to come in here if Doug doesn't relinquish plays, if he does relinquish plays, like Gail was alluding to, is he going to become like a cheerleader? And what kind of thing, like, what do we want? And if Doug does get fired, like, what are we looking for? I mean, I think that it's always a weird period for any team. Right after you win a Super Bowl, you have a mix of youth and you had the guys that were at the Super, like that were at the peak of it. <clears throat> And they want to get back to it, but at the same time, like a laziness kind of persists. You saw that with Alshon Jeffrey and some other guys. But like, do you want to get like an energetic guy like Lincoln Riley, a guy that has a connection to Hertz and like ha- is a fresh mind like McVeigh, like someone like that? Do you want to get a defensive minded guy like Salah because you know that you just lost um, Jim Schwartz? I mean, there's a lot of options. Or do you want to get Brian Dabble from Buffalo who just fixed? Um, Josh Allen, and maybe you can fix Wentz or just let him work his magic on Hurts. I mean, the options are there, but the thing is, if you don't get rid of Doug Peterson or kick him to uh, cook, kick his play calling to the curb, like not much is going to change. And I think that's the main focus. Like, I don't worry about the sixth pick as much. Like, I'm going to spend months analyzing it, going over it. But when you're six, like the sixth overall pick, there's only a couple guys you're going to pick from. Like, it's it, you're locked and loaded, going to get a stud. Uh, there as long unless Howie decides to draft a quarterback and completely throw everyone through a loop again. Trey I mean, Lance season, dude. If they draft another quarterback from North Dakota State, <laughs> someone's gonna get shot. Um, I don't want a guy named Lance. I'm just gonna be real with. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, the whole thing is like there's potential. I mean, you see pieces on the team, and the one thing like Gail said is. They fight. I mean, they believe in each other. Like they had no business competing in this game. And the defense, all of a sudden, the last couple of weeks, they've been getting turnovers. They've been fighting for themselves. And as much as like people are saying, "Oh, just tank," like, dude, these players. And Kelsey said a couple of weeks ago, these guys don't give a shit about draft picks. This is like self pride. Like this is their jobs. The guys playing tonight, they're not getting paid. Like most of them aren't on the hook for years and years to come. Like this is their debut for this team or if they're going to be free agents, like they're trying to show that they actually deserve to be around in this league. Like dude, Marcus Epps, that play he made could get him a contract here or somewhere else next year. Like that, that's the thing. Like the, those guys aren't starters on NFL teams. Like they're backups. Like they're trying to be starters. They're trying to have job security. That's why tanking in the NFL isn't that easy. And that's why it looked as ungracious as it did when uh, Subfeld came in and started throwing poopers all over the place. Uh, just a heads up to the uh, timelines. I am sending out the link to join the show if you'd like to give us your hot takes on the final post game <laughs> post game pod. This is this is a perfect opportunity. Um, I know some of you some of you asked for it. Here it goes to the timeline. 
Um, yeah, man. Um, any any positives from today that we could take? Six Cowboys pick, baby. I mean, six Cowboys pick. Cowboys and Giants didn't make it to the playoffs. This miserable season is over. This is true. This is true. <laughs> um, I, the, you know, the weirdest thing is, like, you get in this uh, we're all creatures of habit. Like, this has been, for me, you know, waking up, getting prepped for the show. Yep. Getting prepped after the show. Uh, this has been part of my – it's been holding me down. Hopefully, it's been holding you, you guys down. But it's it's what are we going to do after this on a Sunday? It's, it's going to be a weird spot, man. I mean, yeah, do, we, do we pick up pottery? Like, what do, what do people do in the offseason? I don't <laughs> – I just keep – I talk football every day. Chris Long just had a really interesting uh, tweet. Chris <clears throat> Long just said, wait, so Doug got reassurance on his job this week in this situation and just decided to go rogue, question mark. Is that what I'm being told on Twitter? And then he said, I don't think you guys understand what I'm saying. You, I don't think many of you are understanding what I'm saying here. And then he said, fuck this. I'll do a pot. I'll do my podcast. So I don't, maybe he knows something that we don't know about Doug, but it'll be interesting to see. We're going to do it live. Do it on my pod. Supposedly Kelsey and Ertz are just still on the field. Still? Sitting there. No. Yeah, this is their last game, and that was the hard part. That's you know, not it's hard fans, to watch you, And, you know, Chris said it, but we've been talking about this. You know, everybody was haggling me, uh, you know, even a month or so ago when it was, oh, you got to lose, you got to tank. And it's like, dude, these guys aren't going to do that. And Chris said it, you know, they're auditioning, dude. A lot of these guys aren't going to be here next year or haven't even had a chance to play at all. So they want to go out and play. And, we as fans, we want that damn pick. So it was very odd to cheer for this game. And at the end, be like, don't you dare do it, you son of a bitch. And at the end, you're like, yeah, we won. And it's like, oh, wait, no, we lost, but we won the sixth pick. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. It was a weird season, weird year. Just Everything was just weird. And thank God, I mean, it's kind of fitting that both the year itself and the Eagles season kind of ended within the same week. Yeah, they coincide. Like, throw this one down the trash. And restart. Uh, someone, someone who's going to help us with the weird, and uh, he's got the long term plan. Bring the bring the heat. He says he's got he has a four year rebuild. Uh, bringing Mike to the stream. How how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I made it to the new year, so I can't complain about that. But uh, this this I'm glad this season is over because this has been weird. Like uh. And, and even tonight, it's like just when you didn't think it could get any weirder, the whole uh, Sudfield thing. But I'm just concerned, like, going forward, this is going to be a multi-year rebuild. Like, with the cap situation, with our history, with draft picks, like, like we could have a top five, top six picks again next year. Like, because I don't see, like, like, I love the draft analysis, but, like, looking at it, is one wide receiver really going to get us over the top? Is nope. is an offensive tackle going to get us over the top? Is a linebacker, an edge, are any of those anybody in the top ten really going to put us over the top? And that's the thing where it's like, man, how long is this going to take us to turn around? Because if you just bring back, I mean, it's the the definition of insanity doing the whole thing all, all over again. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, we're looking at the like the only reason that we were still in this division for as long as we were is because it was a weird year. That's not going to be the case every single season. And so, like to think that we're just we're we're not anywhere close right now. 
You're, you're absolutely right. We're not anywhere close. One guy isn't going to turn this team around, and the, we have a lot of building to do to be able to compete in this division. Well, what? luckily there's more than one pick, and that's the thing we've been talking about. Additional picks. Adam, get more. We talk about the fourth pick not being there because you got a fourth round pick because of Gennard Avery. You got to get more picks. And that happens with Carson Wentz. And honestly, that clears up cap space, not this year, but the next year, will clear up a lot. So that would really help us. That would help us have a shorter rebuild. But I'm with you. There's a lot of holes on this team. And that's why we got to get rid of some of these pieces like Carson, Zach Ertz, and some of the expiring contracts, bigger contracts, Malik Jackson, things like that. Dude, it's going to be crazy, but uh, we got to hit on all these. So please give John Dorsey more of the say than Howie Roseman because, as Mike just said, it's going to take a lot more than just one damn pick. Now, the timeline has officially gone crazy as Jason asked the dying question. Is Dak free next year? Oh, Maron. <laughs> Yo, dude, you, you want to talk about flipping this Eagles fan base upside down? Like, do something like that, man. Nah. Uh, we're getting boozer ready. We're getting yeah, I, ready. I don't, I don't yeah, want – especially for that injury, it's not worth taking on the risk for a cowboy. Get out of here. Get out of here. He's good, but no thanks. Let me let me ask you guys a question. Um, Shoot. This week, like, you know, in doing all the draft analysis and thinking about who we would pick, I started trying to figure out, like, what was – the biggest position of need like what was the one position that you know was the worst on this team and and like I had trouble coming up with it because you start looking at projections for next year about who's probably going to get cut and you look at the receivers and you're like man the receiver core is going to be horrible you look at our secondary we got Slay but like everybody else is a question mark the offensive line was all injured this year like it's it's hard even figuring out like what's the worst position and per- personally for me, I think, and it's not going to be addressed in that first pick. It- it's the linebacker. I think that the linebacker position has been neglected year in and year out. And uh, for- to have a guy up there like a Micah Parsons, who, like Chris said, he- he's a real game changer, man. Like that is a guy who can just be a-, a leader on that defense and just take over a game. But I have no confidence that this uh, that this team's going to go after a guy like that. Um, but linebacker for me is definitely the biggest hole we got to fill. I think it also depends on where we go with coaching, right? I mean, it's kind of too early to call because, say, if you bring in a, a D coordinator that, that kind of wants to change up the scheme um, and kind of put emphasis on different positions, like like linebacker, like Evan said, I mean, we haven't really focused on that. And people have said, well, it's, it's not Jim Schwartz or Howie's that, that, that they don't like they don't like linebackers. Well, I mean, maybe maybe that was the issue. I mean, maybe that's why our secondary has been so bad for so long. Because you don't have guys that can actually cover pass coverage, and at the linebacker spot, and it just alleviates pressure off of the secondary, and you can do so many different things. Um, but for me, I, I would, I, I mean, obviously it's it's linebacker, corner, and, and receiver, um, and you kind of have to look at it at the end of the day, not even what's important for the Eagles, but what's the most important in the NFL, and I think. I think it's corner because you look at, you know, all the really good defenses in the NFL. They have that one really, really, really good lockdown corner. And then they have two or three guys that can you could plug and play. You can play in the slot. You can put them, you know, man-to-man with somebody on the outside, something that we haven't been able to do. And and Slay, he's getting old, I understand. He's I People say he, he didn't have his best year. I agree he didn't have his best year, but he still played very, very well. I mean, he was one of the best corners we've had in, in years. 
And the defense was still that bad. It's because there's so many holes everywhere. And I really think it, it kind of depends on where we go coaching-wise, being that Schwartz is gone now. Um, but, yeah, I, I think those three positions, you have to you have to hit on at least two of them or or this is going to be, like Mike said, maybe even, maybe even a six-year rebuild. Screw the four. Well, you talk about there's a divide, like there's not going to be too much divide. I think there is just because we're at six. You just mentioned it. Linebacker, We why can't we ever put an emphasis on it? We need a linebacker desperately. But outside corner, we have talking about it last year. Uh, here we are again. Safety, what's going to happen there? Uh, you just mentioned offensive line. Mentioned, Mike said it, wide receiver. You're looking at the guys we're going to get rid of. Oh, my God. Like, there's so many holes. You have to add more draft capital, but – one question I wanted to ask you guys was, do you think – I saw it was a question in the comments, uh, maybe from Christy or something, but do you think that Carson Wentz, uh, we could get a first-round pick for him? Uh, the, the, the theory here is um, we had Soko on a um, pregame show uh, basically saying that the restructure that he was hearing about weeks ago and then the, you know, the talks of the restructure from actual Mort, uh, Chris Mortensen and um, – you know, if he restructures, they add another year to his deal. They push the money, and then it's going to be a lower cap hit. Uh, the dead cap is going to be pretty low for us. Um, it's going to facilitate. <clears throat> those words came facilitate a trade to get get him moved. If that's the case, then it makes for a sexier trade. Uh, you figure out teams that are, who might be trying to bid for his services if he comes at a reasonable price. That's where, you know, you could get more than a first. I think uh, – and that's the part where Howie is a, a value guy. He, he's going to look at that, especially if, if, if Hurts had some, some kind of value and they were going to move him, they, they would do it. Um, but, again, if that if the news is about Hurts moving out here, it's, it's, all, it's all about Wentz. Um, I got another uh, player quote here um, just saying that they, they kind of knew that Doug was going to throw this game, but – they said it. They didn't know it was going to be this bad. Um, uh, it just kind of had a feeling that the coaches didn't give a fuck. Um, I mean, I mean, for as poorly, good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like the the players' vibe is right now. It's just like a lot of them are disheartened. I don't know. A lot of them are young and new to uh, just a younger players are trying to like find a way on this team. The fact that this is the route that they're going into, like a hurts, you know, like you could see him say it's not right. This is Well, uh, dude, Wentz, Wentz just went out and joined Ertz and Kelsey on the field. By the way. Yeah, I just saw that, dude. Jesus they're all Christ. still there, just like alert. Cool. Saying goodbye. Dude, dude this is, I think Doug might be gone, too. This is crazy, man. You yeah, imagine Doug, Doug goes out on the field? <laughs> I seriously think that he's going to be – something's going to happen on Tuesday, dude. I have some weird feeling that something's just going to happen and we're going to get that change, man. I don't know. I love Doug. I do, but I did not love him this year. Uh, he seemed to be lost, didn't adjust to anything. So, ah, dude, we need change, though. We need change. Because, I mean, like, you know, like the, the funny stuff is like, you know, once start words started getting out there, where that you know weeks 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 ago, I'm talking reality show, reality show, reality show, and then it gets to this finale part, and this is what this is what I've been talking about. It's, and we're here. This is here, and we're here. And you hate to see the shit. I hate to hear this. I hate to hear the shit. 
I hate to get comments like that, but that's where where it is. And uh, I feel like if 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 Lurie can't see the writing on the wall, like what is going on? Like obviously he's making money, you know. But seventy five percent off at the Eagle Store right now. If you're trying to buy some merch, um, he's losing out right now. Like he's losing out in in the, with the with the hearts of Eagle fans because we're looking at you and what you're allowing to happen uh, by your right hand man who's you know guiding this team at the moment. Uh, the word out is that Dorsey is in the building. I feel like that was put out there to save face for Howie's job um, and his position with moving forward. Um, the fact that Doug is still here, um, it's still, you know, and he, Doug had that quote, what he said, uh, they asked him, were you coaching to win? And Doug said, yes, I was coaching to win. Uh, that's a straight ass lie through his teeth. And I just told you what his, his own players, they knew they were going to throw the game. Dude. They knew it. Um, man, it's a, it's a weird vibe, dude. What kind of what kind of message do you think that sends Jalen Hurts? Like, like he, he's the dude that he's like the hardworking kid. He wants to win. Like, just do whatever it takes to win. And they knew that that the guy that he might be spending next year and in, in the future with, and his head coach was like, oh yeah, you know, screw this, we're losing tonight. I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, and and I came on the show first thing I said is I liked it, but now I'm like I'm thinking about it like. <laughs> That's a terrible message to send, well, man. Hopefully, Jalen Hurts has a twisted brain like mine. He views it like, man, he thinks I'm that good. He's afraid to put yeah, me out there. No, that's that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> he was kicking ass on the dude, even though he couldn't throw that like, Washington damn. defense. I'm doing a pretty get, damn bad job at throwing this game right now. That's why he's got to pull me out. Yep. Love Little it. big bro Steve says, imagine coming into NFL on a team three years out of the big show, and this is what you get to experience. Uh, should eat his Snickers because it's going to get wild in here. Um, Have you guys seen the picture of them three hanging out, man? Are you serious? Yeah, no, I, I straight, it's bad. I know, dude. People are like, make or like, are in the comments like, who cares? Like, like, oh. get them out of here. They did nothing for us. It's like, dude, how many people just started following the Eagles? Jesus, Jesus Christ, what are they talking about? Probably Bitcoin. And if you're listening to the podcast, uh, Luke is actually showing us a picture of uh, Jason Kelsey, Carson Wentz, and Zach Ertz on the field. Um, just talking, and uh, they have Dom, the security guard. Because um, you, you, you think about your boys, um, your last, whatever, if you played in high school, you played in college. Yeah, that's the- you, you sit on the, the field, and you remember. I remember I'm sitting in the snow with all my homies. Like, this is our last game, we ride it out. And that's what we did. We sat on the field. And uh, that's what that looks like. Yep. Now, and you talk about that close, you know, his circle, Wentz's circle of trust, uh, his circle of people that he relies on. Now, those are good, his good people. Those are good, his good friends. Now, if Ertz is his brother, he kind of re- 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 reiterates what Ertz's plan is probably to, he's hoping to move on. Uh, doesn't want to be part of a re- rebuild. Kelsey doesn't probably want to be part of a rebuild. He doesn't want another man's hands in his crotch area, but winces. Uh, <laughs> that's where we're at. Like that, those, those, that, 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 uh, those are the, those are, you know, Kelsey, big part of the Super Bowl. 
you know, Ertz. Those guys are like, you know, I mean, especially especially Kelsey. Like moving on from Kelsey, man. Like, bruh, was uh, the the spirit animal of Philly during that Super Bowl run? Hundred percent. I was gonna hurt, dude. Kelsey's Kelsey's a dog, dude. I just I just got Bob Seger playing in my head right now. That turn the page. Turn the page. <laughs> That's where I'm at. There's a little video too now. I'm I'm saying. I guess there. I guess it's. Yo, live. man. Hey, yo. You, you, too, too many people are in the fields right now. Listen, that- man. Tough times. Got like good times. They 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 come and go. That's what it is. Like they, that that stretch that we had uh, as the Eagles fans uh, going to the playoffs, the Super Bowl run. That was a fun time while it lasted, but it's not going to last forever, man. I, w- I wish that team could have been a dynasty. I think that they had the potential to be that, but we had mismanagement. So That's the thing, too. Like you win a Super Bowl and then coaches go. They go get better jobs, higher-paying jobs. and It's, yep. it's hard to, to keep to – I mean, it's just, like it shows how special Bill Belichick and, and, the, and the Patriots are, as much yep. as I don't want to admit it, man. Like to keep people together like that, it's just – it's impressive. And, and that same level of right people together. Because there because Belichick, honestly, he plugs and plays people. Like he he'll find he was finding randos. He was finding like yo, Luke, he was finding you. He's finding lacrosse players to play, <laughs> uh, to play wide receiver for him. And it worked. Yeah. Uh, but he knew what his core was and he kept that team together. And that's what, you know, led to their success. The sad thing about that too is we're in a division that's probably just as bad, if not as worse than the AFC East. You know, Way worse. Like yeah. We, we could have went on the same type of run if we would have yeah. just had our stuff together. Seriously. We could have been, exactly. We could have been the dominant team, but these teams that are winning divisions with seven wins, I mean, uh, this is bad, man. I was so excited three years ago. It's crazy to be standing there staring at Jason Kelsey in a Mummers uniform and thinking of how he changed my life how much joy they brought me. And like, this is going to be the, the new norm as we were told. Um, the new storm. And wow. Uh, this has been nothing but a storm. You're, you're correct. It's just sad. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it is. This sucks. Humble yeah, vibes, dude, humble like, vibes right now in the chat. It's like, uh, you know, the arrogance from, from, you know, everyone in that front office and, and went down to the coaching staff. Like we thought we were something. And even, like we did as fans, like we thought yeah. something that we weren't. And, and we kind of quickly were to say like, oh, this is the new norm. And then, I mean, he, our head coach said it. And, and it's just, oh. it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of humbling though. Not in, but in a bad way. Like, it's like, wow. All right. Are, are we we'll officially mistake ever again? If we, if we do win a Super Bowl, I mean, it was our first in franchise history, but it's like, I don't know, man. It's just sad. I, th- I think we're officially off the rails. I mean, we're bringing up Machiavelli in the chat. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that relates. I don't. I don't know enough Machiavelli. Oh uh, man! Oh man! Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I think right now it's his, it's a therapy session. It's a true therapy session. It's it, it's a you have to for when you have a problem, you just have to come with terms with it. And that's where we're at. We're like, yo, we, we've come to terms. I think we came to terms like three weeks ago, yeah. four weeks ago. Yeah. I think when, when you see it as a reality, once once it all sets in, once this this uh, Tuesday meeting happens, I mean, going around the room, do, do we have any feeling that Lurie might change his mind and 
do the official uh, do the official snap. I, I, I would. Uh, I think you can fire him. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would place the probability at about like 30, 35%. I don't think it's going to happen, but I certainly think I'm leaving the window open. I think that there's definitely a possibility he changes his mind on that. And I would love to see it uh, because, quite frankly, I've reached the point with this team. I, I, there's nobody that's safe to me and right now. Nobody. Not even the kicker? I mean, Jake season. Listen, if as long as Cam Johnson's here next year, we have hope. <laughs> I mean, even the kicker was screwed up, dude. The court, yeah, no, the it, was, movie, it was bad, man. The coaching, the injuries, the sports science, you name it, um, it was all screwed up. Yeah, I mean, I, if, I think, okay. If, if you look at it, like, we didn't really have any bright spots at all this year until Jalen Hurts came around. And even then, like, he kind of went down over the last couple of weeks. So, like, there was not one thing you could say, like, yeah, we're a bad team, but our receivers are awesome. We just got to get X, Y, Z. Or, or you know, our defensive line is amazing, and if we could just get a little bit of help on offense. No, it's the whole team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That just shows you how far, the, how far down the bar is, dude. JJ Ortega Whiteside caught a ball, and I literally thought I saw Jesus walk on fucking water. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, I lo- I literally looked at like I paused my my Comcast. I was like, is that is that, is that, is that the right number nineteen? Uh, yeah, I literally thought I saw Steve Irwin at like on like TV again, live on TV. Like it was like a <laughs> weird sighting. I mean, that's the thing, dude. Like Slay's getting older. We don't have a cornerback too. Mills isn't under contract. Rodney McLeod's coming off an injury. Brooks is coming off an injury. Lane Johnson's coming off an injury. We don't know if Dillard's anything. Melato, we're hoping that he's not just a flash in the pan. Kelsey might be gone. Sam Alu is here and there. Uh, Miles Sanders can't stay healthy. It's like the opposite of the Kelsey speech, dude. It's it's it was yeah, like the Kelsey speech. We're the ones talking shit, but we're it's just like the drunk away. uncle speech, dude. Like shut yeah. up. Just... <laughs> now I'll be real with you though. Um, this. To answer Gail's question, uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the video. I think it's definitely a possibility. I feel something, <laughs> you know, they are reassured, just like Carson Walsh and Mike Rowe were reassured they were coming back. So maybe something goes down, man. Uh, this might be the most exciting thing since tacos on a Tuesday I've seen in a while. So getting excited for this Tuesday. And James, uh, he says, what do you think of trading Cox if this is true rebuild? Uh, his, 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 his cap hit is dead cap. For 2021 is $21 million. He restructured, though, didn't he, to help out? Um, I think that's after the restructure. This is dead cap. His cap hit is $23 million. Thanks, Howie. Um, so uh, that's what it is, my guy. Um, he better restructure his ass again, or that's a great <laughs> possibility, James. Uh, we Brandon Brooks, too. He's like 13 mil. We have a uh, Puka in the stream, but he's frozen. He looks like Han Solo in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> I think it's his Wi-Fi. Do you guys see David's comment? It says, you guys know our meteoric rise uh, and all mirrored uh, the Phillies. 08 win, 09 runner-up, 10 second division, 11 last in division, 17 Super Bowl. It's like, dude, I don't want that much of a drought. Like, I, uh, it's killing me. Like, we're begging the Phillies just to sign a catcher now. Like that—that's what we're begging for. Like, I hope it's not us signing, hoping to sign like, like a long snapper or something. Like, it's, <laughs> it's nuts where we where we land. I'm begging him to sign a kicker right now. So we're there, dude. That's why. Yeah. That's why I feel like the draft. This draft is so more, uh, so more important to the 
the structure of who are the foundation pieces as we move forward, mm-hmm. who are the guys that you want to build around. If you can name off guys, if you guys can think of your head right now and in the chat, guys that you think you could actually build around uh, moving forward. Uh, you got a guy like Miles Sanders. Uh, you Jordan got a- Mylotta. Brandon Brooks is signed. Oh, you're saying already ball. here? Yeah. Nate Irving, man. Nate Irving? Yeah. Jalen Ray. Jalen Ray. Isaac Sumalu. Goddard. 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 Alex Singleton would be. Man, I, I got to be honest. I would be, I would be sad to see BG go. Mm-hmm. Sad to see him go. He might, he, might, he might ask for like a little restructure to stay. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I feel like he'll be here. With them, so maybe, maybe, maybe he thinks he's here next year. Josh Wett? Josh Wett, are we trying to? Yeah, he's fine next year. Yep, Josh Wett. I mean, that's the problem. We're, like, pulling at straws to, like, find people that are, like, glue guys. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, this is where you're at when you you talk about, like, some of the guys that are here that you want to build around. But then you can find – you got to get you guys uh, through the draft. If you can can be money in the first and second and third rounds, that's where you – and which we haven't. For, for so long. Hey, it's a new year. New this year. We're here. John John Dorsey. John the, only thing, the only thing that scares me though is, you know, last year <clears throat> our compensation picks we got, uh, I think two were third rounders and one was a fourth rounder. This year, um, and I know Mike K had, had said it to me about a week ago. This year, our three compensation picks are going to be two sixth rounders and a seventh rounder. So, I mean, the way we're going to get value in the draft is by trading these guys. And then we just we just list it, you know, guys that we can structure our, our franchise around. And other than Brooks, I mean, uh, I believe that none of them are pro bowlers. And, like, that's like a conversation that you don't really have. Uh, like, like that just sound like you look at any other team, they're, they're building around, you know, guys that are young and that are really talented and that have the accolades. And – you know, we don't have that. So it's kind of like a shot in the dark. You, you don't really know. I mean, if someone continuously gets injured um, or, or they just kind of fall off and regress like our quarterback did this year, and, you know, it's taking a shot. And we don't really have that proven guy, and that's what really, really, really scares us. And that's why this draft – and I feel like I feel like we have – like everyone has this conversation every year, but this draft is much more important than last year. Because last year, we drafted terribly. The year before that, terrible. The year before that, terrible. So one of these times, something has to give. And we have to hit on three, four, five picks, guys that will step on the field and play from day one. And that's the only way that we can fix this. Because if we dig ourselves a deeper hole, it's it's going to get to the point of no return. And and I don't even want to know what that looks like. Yeah, Someone I mean, just asked in the comments about how the Browns got turned around. John Dorsey helped yep. that Browns team get turned around. So that's how the Eagles they bring somebody in to help out. Now, if there's yeah. one person that I know that knows how to turn people around. <laughs> uh, Pruga from Poundtown. Uh, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, you were frozen before. Wi-Fi is back on and popping. How are yeah. you feeling? I know you, you have a different vibe because you have to defend yourself versus Cowboys <laughs> daily. How are we feeling? Yeah, you know what? My my dad, he's not uh, really into football. He's more of a basketball guy, so he's watching this Eagles game with me. And it's funny because around the third quarter, when when the Eagles put in Sudfeld and he saw the way Sudfeld was playing, 
he says, you know what? It's almost like the Eagles are just throwing this game away. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be any more obvious. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's finally over. You know, Evan, you said it in the pregame that 2020 was really difficult, and we were all looking forward to the Eagles this season. And uh, it wasn't any better. So, No, they, they certainly didn't help our case, man. All we can do is just pick ourselves up. Hopefully, Jimmy, the draft is, uh, comes around and we get the guys that we need to rebuild and uh, get the ball rolling again in 2021, whether it's Wentz, Hurts, uh, you know, the guys that we need to move on from, actually move on from. And uh, just start fresh, man. And come Tuesday, who knows what's going to happen. So uh, Tuesday, Tuesdays, everyone, I feel like Tuesday is going to be on edge on the timeline. Uh, you think it's on edge then? I mean, look right now, man. It's oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Black Monday is a thing, man. Oh, yeah. uh, Monday, heads are going to roll on Monday. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna, we could potentially get some news Monday, maybe. 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 I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, right now, anything could happen. I mean, I, I think everybody's on edge at Novacare, including Doug, Howie, uh, the coaching staff, Wentz. Uh, nobody knows until two. I think uh, we're not going to know until Tuesday what direction this team is going to go in, into the offseason, whether it be with Doug Peterson or somebody else. And Howie Roseman, too. I forgot to say hi, Roseman. He, I think he's on the chopping block as well. But whether he gets the uh, the axe or not is up to Jeffrey Lurie, and I don't know if he has the the cojones to cut him loose. You know, we we officially crossed into uh, Monday. It is now Monday. It is one it is one a.m. in the morning. So if you psychos are in this chat or on watching the show, there <laughs> are real ones. Here's some real ones. Yeah. Well, Welcome, welcome to the. Uh, this is like AA right now. We hey, join the club, man. Welcome, come on in. Uh, you're a real one. Um, I just feel like, man, dude, it's about to get real. Uh, why don't we do go around before we get out of here? Uh, first of all, I just want to thank everyone in the chat. Uh, very active pre pre game and after the show. Uh, it's it's one of the last games of the season. It's obvious reasons we're all still looking for answers in in, in group chats and in forums. At this moment, but I want to go around the room before we get out of here uh, and give some last words on the birds. Um, who's ready to uh, last last words on the birds? Yeah, we'll start with uh, how about Puga? Good riddance, good riddance, twenty twenty. Good riddance. <laughs> See you in twenty twenty one. Mike, um, for me, I'm just I'm just hoping that they don't go into these meetings and say, you know, it's all about the offensive line being banged up. And if people weren't hurt, you know, we would have had a good year. Hopefully they see past that. Um, I live down here in South Florida and I got a bunch of friends that are Dolphins fans. And looking at what they did, they blew it up. They traded anybody that was halfway decent to Bill O'Brien. They ended up, you know, winning, I don't know, like close to 10 games this year, whatever they won and still getting the top three picks. So for me, if it was up to me, I'm trading everybody. I'm blowing the whole thing up, but the key is you got to bring in a new coach and, and start a new culture at some point. 
Uh, let's go, Chris. Yeah, I, I agree right there with Mike. I mean, this is crucial times. Like, we've been saying every year, like, this is the most important draft after the Super Bowl. And we've seen the, that we've had success even with the poor drafts. That's why it's so frustrating that we've gotten so uh, gotten back to the playoffs and, and fallen on our faces because we've been missing death, because we've had the injuries. It just makes you say, like, what if? I mean, hopefully we see some changes. Hopefully Howie, Doug, and Lori get into it on Tuesday and they and they stop blaming on COVID because everyone dealt with the same crap. I hate how Doug Doug's like, oh, like maybe Rager would have been better if like we had a whole offseason. Stop it. Everyone dealt with the same thing. You don't hear the excuses from teams that are succeeding right now. You were in a terrible division and you guys failed. And we have more drama than any other team right now. So hoping that they clean things up. Just like Mike said, I really hate getting rid of guys that helped us get a Super Bowl or ha- helped us have success, but they don't want to be here for rebuild either. Ship them off if you can right now. Hopefully we get some draft picks. Hopefully Dorsey has more say than Howie in the draft room. And we see a new team uh, and we have an identity finally. Uh, let's go with uh, Jimmy. Uh, well, you know, if I could start off with just some positive, you know, the Cowboys and Giants didn't make it to the playoffs. Washington did. And, you know, they're going to fail. They now don't have a top 10 pick. We're picking at six. We got to get some talent. We have a high pick in every round except for the fourth. So let's uh, let's try to be positive. Let's hope that John Dorsey does help. Let's hope maybe something happens on Tuesday. Either way, we all want what's best for our birds. So let's try to stay civil and try to stick together. Let's maybe, like Gail said, write some letters to the front office. Let's get some damn change here because we all know it needs to be made. So we'll be doing content. You guys can follow all of us. I appreciate all of you that have watched this show, all the guys at 4th and John and the guests coming on. Kuga, Michael, you guys are awesome, all the fans out there. So it's been awesome this year doing this at least, but the team sucking just. You know, uh, back in the day, back when I was in school, I was somewhat of an ass. I was the class clown type. I used to like to try and make people laugh. I would make a general ass of myself. Um, I tend to let embarrassment roll off my shoulders, right? I felt so much embarrassment, not only this year, but especially this game, that uh, I'm just glad that it's over with. I'm glad that I don't have to watch this shit team for another week. Uh, it was it was truly atrocious. It was, it was hard to watch. Didn't make me happy. And I'm just looking forward to just writing the shit, man. I, I'm looking forward to 2021. I'm a guy that looks at things optimistically. I think that if... I'm praying that uh, Jeffrey Lurie makes the right decisions and, you know, goes against his word and what he was going to say was going to happen and that Tuesday ends up being a different meeting. Um, But I just want to thank everybody that tuned in this year. You guys have been awesome. Everybody that tuned in uh, each and every pre and post game. Thank you guys so much. Everyone that jumped on. Um, Go birds, man. Go birds. The, The best is still ahead of us. Uh, I'm going to reiterate those words as well, man. You Eagle fans have been crazy. Uh, your energy and passion is unmatched. At the end of the day, you could have a losing team. You're still here sticking with your team, passionate about your team, showing up. Uh, obviously, we couldn't show up live like we normally did, being at tailgates, being at games and traveling. But this was our next best thing uh, was, was was getting around fans um, virtually, uh, getting your thoughts virtually. Uh, it was just great to – just be a part of everyone's weekly schedule, uh, pre and post game. Um, 
gave me something to look forward to. I know gave a lot of these guys on the show something to look forward to. Uh, but then again, you know, uh, it's 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 all about sticking together, getting through something. We're getting through something more crazy than a Eagles L. It's a, a pandemic. We're still here. You know what I'm saying? So over the next couple weeks, the season's not over for us. It's, it's never been over for me. It's, it's officially draft season. We'll, we'll be talking about uh, prospects, doing interviews with prospects. We want you to come on the ride with us. We're trying to go on the road to victory, trying to get that right prospect. We want to hear your takes, guys that you like. If you're a guy that you want to uh, – maybe a prospect you want interviewed, let us know. We'll try to get an interview with them and get some answers. Um, but overall, man, it's just been a it's been a it's been a wild year, man. It's been a wild year. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Um, follow us on socials. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. Come join join the community. It's all about community conversation and people that are like minded like you. Just, just love the birds and are up at one ten a.m. on a Monday talking about the birds. They they just left the field, Gail. So they're leaving when we are. Mm. Uh, so Jason Kelsey went and thank you, six two. Thank you. Leaving the field, and that's just how they are, man. That's how they roll, and that's a terrible way to go out. But as always, it's fly, Eagles, fly, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.